Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Uh, fascinating conversation, huh? I am always fascinated when uh, when two you know seemingly opposed worlds come together, and uh, and if it's firearms that brings them together, as a, as a firearms enthusiast myself, uh, that's great. What am I talking about? If you weren't listening before the break, there, I just had a fascinating conversation with. Uh, a woman named Ermia Fanayan. Uh, she's the director of the Salt Lake City chapter of Pink Pistols. That's an LGBTQ gun owners group. Now, that's fascinating uh, in and of itself. You don't think often of the LGBTQ group uh, organizing itself around firearms. And then, even further, you wouldn't think that the co-founder of March for Our Lives, uh, Salt Lake City, would now be the, the proud owner of uh, of an AR-15 and directing a group that brings firearms awareness to members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, fascinating. Ermia uh, uh, Fanayan uh, was her name. She and I have been texting through the break. I think we're going to meet up at uh, at a gun range here pretty soon and uh, fire off some rounds. Um, I, if you missed that conversation, go back and listen to it. How do you do that? Well, you download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by any hour services, and you can access archived episodes of the program. You can also get to uh, past segments at kslnewsradio.com. Uh, that's the, the, the website where you can find <clears throat> all of the, the podcasted episodes of the program. And so today, uh, 1.30, be sure to listen back to that. Now, I, I bet you if we uh, started going down the list of uh, political attitudes and positions, there's not going to be much, uh, much more uh, that connects uh, my guest or me, F and I, with, uh, with, with others, with the, with the typical and stereotypical uh, gun ownership groups. Uh, but here, uh, firearms, uh, bringing them together, fascinating stuff. Uh, I brought that all up. That, I, that whole conversation came about because of some reporting I had seen conducted by Fox 13. We all know that across the country, there has been a dramatic uptick in firearms purchases. That's measured uh, objectively through looking at the number of background checks uh, conducted in conjunction with the purchase of firearms. You can tell uh, you know, the types of checks, and that uh, in each instance equates to a firearm purchase. Across the country, uh, the uptick has been uh, 12%. 12% uh, per capita background checks across the U.S. in the past year, meaning that 12 out of every 100 Americans has uh, been through a background check or at least purchased a firearm. So uh, it's not necessarily that 12 people for every 100, but uh, that number in terms of background checks. Here in the state of Utah, 37% uh, per capita background checks. 
37%. That's more than three times the national rate, which itself is record-setting. 12% is record-setting. The year before, 9, 8, 8, 9. Here in the state of Utah, uh, if you look at if you look at 2018, that percentage was 9%. 2018, let's move forward to 2019. It jumps from 9, which was just a hair above the national average of 8%. Uh, per capita background checks. From 2018 to 2019, the jump moves all the way up to 26%, over a quarter, over a quarter, 26%. And then in 2020, 37%. And so I got thinking to myself, okay, well, who is responsible for all of these uh, added background checks? Is it a small group of individuals buying a, a, a giant cache of firearms? Are are there 10 or 20 whose arsenals who have become dramatically larger? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I I have, you know, since since early 2020 and I started seeing these trends, I thought, you know what? I bet you there are a large number of first-time gun owners. Cuz it's it's not just what typically drives uh what typically drives periodic upticks in firearm purchases and that is uh, the election of a Democrat president or the uh the changing of power in either the House or the Senate. That certainly does trigger uh, a a large uptick in firearm purchases. But you can compare that year over year. You can look at, say, the election of you can look at the election of Joe Biden and 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 see the uptick in associated firearms purchases. And you can compare that to uh, when many thought that Hillary Clinton was going to defeat uh, Donald Trump. There was another uptick then. But this most recent one was far and away larger than what we saw in 2016. And so I thought, you know what? There, it, it, it can't be the same people. There must be new individuals purchasing firearms. And so I've been looking uh, around for different individuals and groups, people who have purchased firearms for the first time uh, in the past year and a half or so. And it was one such individual, uh, Ermia Fanayan, again, the co-founder of March for Our Lives, uh, who I was able to track down a first-time gun owner in 2020 purchasing a uh, an AR-15. Uh, she, again, the director of the Salt Lake City chapter of Pink Pistols. I, I'd, again, invite you to listen to that conversation. Uh, you'll hear why she decided uh, to purchase a firearm for the first time, even after co-founding March for Our Lives, and what she is doing to spread uh, the message of firearm ownership to the LGBTQ community. Fascinating conversation available at the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.